What is going on, everybody? It's Armstrong C back in for another episode of Fut Live, and today we have Joey back again. And oh yeah, <laughs> we have <laughs> the man Nala Gates. I had to do it for him the sixth time. <laughs> the sixth that. time, top one hundred. Uh, Nala Gates. Felix cannot be here because it's almost midnight Eastern time, and I think he just woke up for work. But uh, yeah, we have Nala filling in for Felix's place this week. So Nala, happy to have you here. How yeah, you I appreciate you guys having me here. I'm good. I'm good. Tough shoes to fill, obviously, from Felix, but we'll do our best. Wait, before we get into this episode of Foot Live, I must tell you about cardsplug.com, the best place to get your uh, real life FIFA card of either yourself or your favorite player in FIFA. Um, at Cardsplugs, we had to have high quality cards. Obviously, you can't see it right now, but I have my card next to me. It's actually of me, it's the MLS um, Player of the Month card. So it's got the every card design in FIFA 20. Um, and you can put anybody on it or any stats on it. So I have that with the United States uh, logo because that's obviously the country I represent. And then New England Revolution because that was my hometown club. So if you do want a card of your own, go to cards, cardsplugs.com slash live. Use that, use that link. It'll be down in the description below because there's actually a better deal going on with Black Friday. But if you use the link, you'll still be supporting the podcast. Um, so yeah, please use the link cardsplug.com slash but live and like i said there's a huge deal going on for black friday for the next three days as you listen to this and then upcoming for cyber monday as well so there will be codes coming out there so please go on the website use that use our link and then look at what codes they have can they get yourself the cheapest cards possible they're actually very cheap uh and they're very nice they're very high quality you can kind of hear it here very nice cardboard to hang up on the wall and they hang up on the wall very easily so if you do enjoy uh let us know down there what cards you picked out so yeah thank you let's get back into the interview with nala gates Tough, well, tough we, do, we need a token guy with like a with a foreign accent, so you should probably do the rest of the episode with an Arabic accent, so that we at least don't lose respect from all the oh, people. Oh, I got, well, I don't know what to do right now, but yeah. I will do my very best. Yeah, you got to speak the whole episode because without <laughs> yeah. without anyone with 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 a different accent, like other than an yeah, American just, accent, we're screwed. We lose all credibility. Too, I lost my Arabic any, accent though. Two dumb NA players. Yeah, two dumb NA players. We're, we we can't talk anything about footy. <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, but yes, so yeah, we have Nolan today. As we said, he's former top 100 player, streamer as well. So all his links obviously will be down below. But I uh, want to start off there, kind of. How has trying to catch up with FIFA 20 and you and streaming and Weekend League? I know back when, I mean, I first started following you, you were playing multiple Weekend Leagues for people. Yes. Uh, and I mean, top 100. And I think now you've kind of cut it back this year. Um, considerably. So how's that been going and why cutting it back? And what what are you doing now? Are you playing like full weekend league still? Uh, yeah, it's been good, honestly. Before, like, I think FIFA 17 was the year really I grinded the most. It was like almost every week I was doing 60 games, 50 minimum. I was doing two accounts. I was doing on my account and someone else's account. Uh, someone who had a fresh account that was like not using it. So I was jump on and play. Um, it was basically like a grind, and that was FIFA 17. I think that was the first year it was on there, uh, like first weekend leagues ever that we can jump mm-hmm. on. And play. Yeah, it didn't it was, even start until like yeah. October. Or something and it wasn't like sorry, it wasn't 60. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't even 60. It was 80 because it was 40 games back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in two days, right? Yes. Was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Fr- you couldn't do it Friday afternoon. Or yeah. Whatever. So I, so that shows you how much different. Now it's like I'm doing 30, and I can't even like I don't even want to finish 30. But back then I would do 80 games, 70 um you know we'd finish like very very well like we'd get multiple elites and it was fun throughout the process i think it was maybe because it was the first time having a structure like that um you know anything fresh you're gonna feel a little bit good about you're gonna play you want to play it um the structure of the rewards was much better i think back then it was 81 plus guaranteed 
uh, for the red picks. Uh, people were kind of getting better picks, in my opinion. It was it was a better structure. At least you know going into there, you're not going to get an 80-plus. You know what I mean? You're not going to get an 80, sorry, or lower. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of better. You know, it was fun. Uh, we used to get, you know, very high, very decent rewards. People, even back then, let's be honest, we weren't getting the best rewards. People still tease me about my bad rewards, but we've all been there. You know, mm-hmm. we've all been with bad rewards. But, uh, yeah, FIFA 17 was the first time we've ever had that weekend league structure. It was fun. It was good. It was enjoyable. Um, and then I think the gameplay was just different. FIFA 16, I, I think, really, I played 50, 50 games total. I uh, didn't enjoy FIFA 16 whatsoever. FIFA 15 and 14 were my favorite back then. And, and then moving to 17, I felt like a fresh start. That's when I started streaming FIFA. So I think that kept me going. I think the chat is the biggest reason I play FIFA until this day. It uh, keeps my mind off it. Uh, it gives me like something to do while I'm playing. If the game is annoying me, I get at least to laugh with the chat or something. Uh, but yeah, now it, I cut it down way, way too much now because of, obviously, we all know the gameplay. Uh, I think that's the biggest reason. You, you guys know me. Obviously, I'm not a menu guy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't really like to sit and trade or anything like that. Not something that I enjoy. Um, I, when, I get, when I get a game for me personally, I want to play it. And the gameplay this year, when I play drafts, it's a much different story. Um, I think when I play drafts, it's the most fun thing ever. But when I get, jump into Weekend League and it's 30 games, I, I honestly, I value, I think this start, I was telling Joey about it, like I think two days ago on Twitter DMs, I was telling him, I just, you know, I lost that, com- that competitiveness of wanting to play the game every weekend since FIFA 17. I think FIFA 18, I stopped in December. FIFA 19, I stopped, I think in March or something. Uh, and hoping this year that we can last longer, but the gameplay is the biggest issue, and it's just fatigue. I think fatigue is settling in. Do you think it's the gameplay, or do you feel like it's the servers? It's Which the one servers, is it? yes. Uh, it's the servers for so, me. So uh, you actually like FIFA 20 when, when the servers are good? Love FIFA 20 when the servers are good. <laughs> yeah, I love wow, it. Okay. On the yes. Same page, yeah. yes, I love it, absolutely. Like, yeah, there's dropback, but there was dropback last year. Uh, there was, like, issues last year, but this year I just feel like... You know, player responsiveness to me is one of the biggest things, um, especially when you pass a ball to a guy and he keeps running forward when the ball comes behind him. Oh, There's that's the no... biggest pet peeve. Yeah, I, I don't like that. But for me, I feel like... That's like the server thing. thing. That happens to me on career mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy um, how that's... I don't know how that's built into the game. To do exactly. That like, it's not something just specific online or something. But for me personally, I also feel like the skill gap. Um, I notice when I play drafts, it's much different. But it's also, I think, because people aren't able to do the drop back, they're not able to do all that stuff, the custom tactics, sit back and do all that. Um, like, I think that makes a big difference as well of why drafts is more open, why drafts is more goal scored instead of the possession game that we see in drafts. And uh, Weekend League, I think, dra- I don't know if you guys agree on the same thing or not, but for me, drafts- I, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, and I think a big reason why a lot of people tend to say like, oh, FIFA 12 was better. FIFA 13 was better. If you guys mm-hmm. remember, we never had access to custom tactics or instructions yep. back then. So yep. we weren't ever even able to put our left back and right back on stay back. Mm-hmm. So there were so many more openings. And I feel like, I don't know if it was a curse. It, it, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse that we got instructions and custom tactics. Because now I feel like people will take advantage of the easiest way to play the game. Uh, which is obviously they made defending so easy. So the whole yeah. sit back and pulling everyone on defensive, I don't know if that's just ruined it for me. Cause I, I used to love those games back then. Cause you're able to attack and create and I, you can still accomplish that. They just nerfed so many attacking options. So I agree. No, I'm with you on that. I feel like back then it was, 
that's that's what that's the thing right there's always going to be some people that but most of the people i talk to what was your favorite fifa ever they don't say anything past fifa 16 um like for the most people that i talk to and everything like that it's 14 14 15 13 12 and i think it's like you were saying i think it was much simpler back then uh now it just seems everything is kind of you know just oh, we have to make it more difficult. We have to make it more realistic. We got to do these tactics, sit back and sit back. And when you start looking at everyone's tactics and you look at drop back, drop back, I think my uh, one of our guys fishing, if you guys know him, mm-hmm. um, he showed me a pic. He was recording while in the middle of a foot champs game, recording his screen, showing me the radar. There was seven people in the guy's box and his opponent's box. So fishing has the ball and his opponent, he showed me the radar. His opponent had seven players in the box. And his and he was holding the ball at halfway line, you know. So how are you gonna want to play that game and enjoy it? You know, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. And then especially, there's no way to really break it down because you can't do those intricate, even called Barcelona passing, mm-hmm. because the ser- the servers and or you can't dribble even past people because again the servers and all that. So if if you get a clean connection, I think drop back is even is actually less effective. It's still an issue, but I mean in fully clean connection, if you're like a really really top tier player, you're still could be able to beat drop back on a majority of the occasions because you can pass by them. I agree. Dribble through them. But it's, it, it's, it's a weird one because like I said, like I'm, I'm very much, I actually love FIFA 20 when the servers are fine, even with drop back. Like I can play games of drop back and be fine. Yeah. I mm. like, I, I started off crazy. I start, I, I actually, I, I didn't play a ton of weekend league last year because I was trying to save it honestly for this year. And I played it a ton starting out and then I haven't played it in a couple weeks, but it was. I was fine with the drop back. I was. I love the gameplay, but it's the most inconsistent the servers I think I've ever really been. Like we said, uh, we've talked about this a few times, but weekend league in, ni- in eighteen and nineteen, you kind of had your set schedule. Like we're all from NA, kind of all have the same schedule. It's like if you logged on anytime after ten thirty, eleven p.m. NA, uh, Eastern time, at least for me, uh, it was fine. Like I could play eleven thirty to like two a.m. Yeah. like on Fridays and Saturdays and play like pretty solid connection no matter what and. And then, like, Saturday during the day, like, 1 o'clock, right, when content drops on Saturdays, you don't touch the game. Like, you just know not to play then. <laughs> yeah. Which, is which as bad as that is, it's at least better than this year. Because I think this year, I've gotten clean gameplay at, like, 1, but I've also gotten horrible gameplay throughout the night. Like, I played at, like, 2 a.m. and had, like, one of the worst games I've ever played, like, connection-wise, I've yeah. ever played. And so I think that's been a frustrating part and why I, I actually haven't played FUT in over two weeks, but... um. That's crazy, That's, man. Because like, I, I, I mean, I've obviously menued. I've gone to the menu. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying for yeah, yeah. we're considered part of like the hardcore community, and for yeah. you not to even be bothering, it shows you how bad the servers are. Which, speaking on that, I think now I've started to realize why all the competitive NA guys kind of play really, really off-peak hours. Like, uh, you know, Jukes I think plays like around 12 a.m., 1 a.m. Um, Japes just because of his schedule. I think plays at like 5 a.m. before work and stuff mm-hmm. when that's he wakes up. Like the only time to play is like yeah, and that's 3 the thing. a.m. He, to like 6 a.m. Right, like, exactly. And that's what he said. He said, when I play at those times, he gets really, really good at gameplay. And funny enough, this past weekend, uh, I decided to play all 30 games, and I played at really, really odd hours. I'm talking about 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and I got the best gameplay ever. And I was mm-hmm. running you know, an unorthodox formation for a lot of people, and I was able to squeeze out Elite 2. So – that for me, 
I'm not going to do it again just because I can't be staying up till 2, 3 a.m. playing <laughs> FIFA. You know, I'm yeah. not, it's not happening. But I just wanted to see if if there was something to it. You know, if there was something to actually playing that late in NA at least. Because I think some of the EU guys don't really face that issue. I don't know if it's just because they're closer to the server or what have you. I don't know exactly the reason why they don't face the issue all the time. But I do know a lot of the competitive guys in NA, they will play during off-peak hours and, and times you wouldn't normally think people would be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they'll they be playing around that time. Because the amount of, believe it or not, my matchmaking was one of the hardest I've ever probably played weekend league majority of people had mega squads with like Vieira, Hullet, etc. Um and it was 2 a.m. you know Chicago Central time. So I clearly think the issue is you're only playing hardcore players. Right. Time. You're gonna so it's it, like that too. Good connection, hardcore players. It's like which one do you pick? Like do you pick maybe the chance to match up against like your more casual player at maybe like 9 p.m. on a right, Friday right. night. Uh, who you can most likely lose to in that because game, it's that because the connection's gonna be not like god awful but yeah, I yeah, think so. something going back to something Nala said is like when everyone says they're if you ask if you just picked a random person based on Twitter, it's like what's your favorite FIFA? It's gonna be thirteen probably through fifteen, maybe twelve through fifteen. I heard yeah. I, I see a lot of FIFA twelve sometimes. I, I started in thirteen, so that's kind of where my memory goes to. But I feel like you have to look at ten even through sixteen and seventeen through twenty as kind of two separate franchises because of weekend league. Um I I I think that's like where a lot of it goes to is it is weekend league, and that's I think where a lot of frustrations come to because it's basically made every other mode competitive because now everyone just logs into FIFA. I say snort snorts G fuel, and uh, it's like ready to <laughs> ready to play competitive because they're so focused on rivals and weekend league, rivals and week, weekend league. Like everything seems focused towards that, and I think like Nala said, seventeen was fun because it's kind of the first, even though the rewards are trash, we didn't know they were trash. It's the first time yeah. we had rewarded like that. So well, a big thing is like. For you now, it sounds like you're probably not going to play weekend league anymore. But where else do you use the team you built? For me, like ultimate team for me, it's all about team building. I could care less about making meta squads and this, that, and the other. I love the the ability to just make squads. There's times I'll I'll spend time on Footbin on the squad builder and just build you know different squads. Rob, you always make fun of me because I'm always changing my yeah team yeah, you cha- yeah you change your squad like so crazy yeah. So that's yeah. what I really like about ultimate team. But the thing is, there's nowhere else other than weekend league to really do that because you get the first 10 games of kind of being a little bit uh easy matchmaking somewhat so are, i know you just built a mega squad now a 10 million coin squad what are you going to do now are you going to start trying to finish out your weekend league games or are you kind of just done for good you're not going to be bothering doing that uh i'll still be playing weekend league like i said for me it's um but i would never do it off stream um absolutely zero chance of me playing weekend league off stream like i said it's a good distraction having the guys to talk to uh, makes it simpler, you know, and I've been doing this the last few weeks. If I'm down like in a game 1-0, I've even had a game where I was tied, servers were bad, and I just quit. Um, you know, servers were bad, I just quit. It just saves, and I've seen this like mental uh, uh, mental health thing going around a little bit in the few past few days. Mm. Um, I feel like I've been much more positive and happier doing that. Um, I've been just, you know, it's I'm not, you know, I'm not a professional. I'm not a guy that's being sponsored by companies to play this game. I'm here to just have fun. Uh, and I feel like I've been much happier playing the game that way. But to your question, what do I do? Um, still going to do the weekend league with this team. But on my other account, I'm going to do division rivals and drafts mainly uh, because there is no way I would play division rivals and weekend league on one account. I think I would split it up and do more drafts. So what if you get to like 20 and 0? You're going to push uh, for the 30 and oh, try no, to no, get I'm, that top 100? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, seven I'm, time top 100? 
if we get to you know me like even when we got the top 100s back then it wasn't something i was focused on um you can see by the the way i talked to the chat and stuff like yeah, that for sure it's casual i'm playing but when you get to those you know like even though you say that now you get to those last few games your mind is telling you like dude like you better focus now like now that's what got, happened to me this weekend yes too. you start getting that emotional part of you even though you're saying like hey i'm gonna take it easy it's if you're a competitor and like i know you are and i know armstrong is and i know myself are and i know tante is felix as well is like it's it's it just creeps up on you but even then like i felt like i wasn't as angry even when i lost the game close to top 100 or anything i was like you know what it was fun it was enjoyable i did it and we had the with that we had the games but now obviously i'll push through 20 21 22 uh but the mentality changed drastically uh it's just you know use that 10 million team in the weekend league and whatever points i get you get the division rivals from um the point is to not play division rivals on that on that account really is to just play it on the other account yeah I th- I, so for me like the most frustrating part about not wanting to play foot is i we not weekend leagues I, I i've kind of gone weekend league since it's kind of been in like i played a lot in 17 somewhat in 18 not really 19 and like was actually ready to play it this year but like they've actually done a a, a bunch of content that's gameplay oriented um obviously people complain because in rivals and the whole structure of that and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be competitive but we're putting these stipulations in there but outside of that like i've actually really enjoyed grinding for those players so like polyatano obviously you had to score with every single team in syria that's i I think it's a really cool objective because it's forcing you to use players you wouldn't normally use and i actually really enjoyed i actually built like a good team with it and i actually used two red picks in it so it was actually a use of those crap players that we've gotten throughout the year um and i really enjoyed those kind of objectives like i actually like it gives me a reason to want to want to play but Honestly, the Premier League one came out, and actually, the player's decent, and we've heard that they're going to get these upgrades. Um, they 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 confirmed those that they're getting upgrades throughout the year, so they're actually going to be really good cards. But I still like it, even that like a good concept of a, a reward. Like I'm actually being rewarded for playing rivals, and I'm getting to try new players I wouldn't use. I have a pretty cool Prem team with like different teams, like Arsenal, like all the different teams, and I still can't even log on to play because I like I just know like after three games. One of those three games See, like, is going to be a horrible connection. I'm just going to not, not, I'm going to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I don't know what you guys think. I feel like the objective system just doesn't work for FIFA. Like it works for Fortnite or whatever, but I just don't see, there's too many people like, you know how many times I've gone into rivals and I get messages, they, they pause it, get messages. Hey, let me score like this. And I, I think that's what's it's going to turn into. It doesn't really turn into an objective system. It turns into, Oh, let me just get it over with so I can get my reward. There's no real sense of completing an objective. And I, that's why I just don't think it works for, for FIFA. Unless like we've talked about, if they make a tournament mode, but you know what I think would really, really just, they need to do in the future is just put in a progression system where you, you just uh, end up improving your players by just using them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I scoring agree. goals or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. That would, that'd be yeah. nice. I, yeah, I think like you said, yeah, in the in, in FIFA and it, how it's currently played and how it currently operates with the modes, yeah, uh, objectives don't really work. Like I said, they're the only reason I log in. But I've also smurfed myself down to division like eight to do it. Yeah, or see, like so it's it's really counterproductive. Not, and like right. I saw, I don't know if you guys saw Captain Tom. You put a picture on. He was he's like a mad HD gamer FIFA myth. You can't get to the lows. He was zero skill rating. 
he he literally got down to zero skill rating. You can't go negative apparently, so you can't you have to stop at zero in division mm-hmm. ten. But he got down there just to see, and obviously because it makes the objective. He he did he did like the Premier League objective in like two hours because like he's just that much better than everyone down there, which mm-hmm. is unfair to one unfair to the people who are actually trying down there to improve because that is what rivals is for. It's to get better during the week, mm-hmm. but also how can you expect like say he's a division two player? How can you expect him to use like untradeable Premier League players? And uh, it doesn't have to be untradeable, but like these bad Premier League players, unless you ball out on a squad um, in Division Two against like what you, the people training for weekend league, like it, it it's it is a broken system the way it is now. I just like I said, I, I do want objectives going forward because they offer a reason to play like and a reason to change up the team uh, during the week. But like they said, like we said, there's just no good mode to put them in because you put them in friendlies. I well, think they've got that tournament thing coming, right, guys? In uh, March or something? Copa Liber- uh, yeah. Yeah, Libertadores. Yeah. 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 yeah which, so that's which is kind of funny because the, the, it just ended. But <laughs> I think they just need dev time. I think what they've realized is there's a gap in, in Ultimate Team where there's no casual mode. And they're like, we need to develop this and just get it released before. Yeah. And they tried with friendlies, but right, it it's made it almost. Work. That's like that, those kind of friendlies that they brought are awesome. Like when my friends come over, we actually enjoy playing those. Like, but that's like couch co-op friendlies. Like, I don't think that's a fun one to just log no, in no, like someone no. to play like yeah. mystery ball online. It's 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 fun for like just to see what it is. But after that, it gets kind of boring. But couch co-op, I think those are actually really good modes they added. But they don't need to be on foot really. No, and I like you said, there's you. no there's no like casual mode to play. Which I do think, in a way, there's never going to be a casual mode anymore. Like no matter what, I don't think they can actually create a true casual mode uh, because they're there's always a reason like there's a reason to win basically every game like you said if they even if the objective is for a tournament that tournament is now like one of the sweatiest things ever <laughs> but, like i don't know if you guys remember fifa 16 like everyone's favorite thing was the fuddies tournament the abamyang royce and uh Conoplanka. if you won the tournament you got each of those players each time you won the tournament um that was the first i think the first time we've actually seen like a competitive mode and it was sweaty as like it was sweaty as hell like it i was a decent player back then and like it was it was very hard to win because it was the first time I think we've ever seen competitive like that. So I think if they were to bring back tournament modes with weekend league and rivals, it'd just be a sweat. It'd be the same thing. It'd be drop back sweat sweat fests, and that'd be their attempt at a casual mode. So I don't True, know if that we can ever might, have that again. I guess it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they're probably already working on twenty one for next gen consoles, mm-hmm. so they most likely just want to develop something to keep people uh, interested until obviously September. And then again, they'll have a, another release in December for the next gen consoles. But it is what it is. I mean, for me, the the I guess a little segue into how I've been just enjoying it is just trying out different formations, different teams. Um, and a lot of people DM'd me about my false nine tactics. I did end up getting twenty five, which is elite two, using false nine, um, which a lot of people don't really use. And and the yeah. way I played it was, I think I caught people off guard. To be honest with you. Because what happened was when pros would come up against it, everyone plays with their left mid. Everyone, first of all, everyone plays four two three one or four four two. Like majority of the people you'll come up against, and and I think that's why the the reason the false nine worked is everyone was playing four four two or four two three one, and they put their left mid and right bet right mid on comeback and defense. So I didn't really get countered, and even when playing with a high line and pressure on heavy touch. So my depth is seven, my width is five. Um, and then my uh, offensive tactics are balanced, seven with seven players in the box, and I rarely got countered, which is crazy. 
crazy to think, but I think that's why it worked. I just sent so many people forward. Both my CMs were on get forward. My left wing and, and right wing were cut inside game behind. And my light left back and right back were on overlap. So you had a I lot mean, of players I, I up high. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. was sent up. Were you on uh, high press by any chance? Like, did you? No, end- no, no. I didn't, didn't, I didn't high press. But what yeah. I would do is I started off the game with my left back and right back on, on stay back while attacking. Mm-hmm. But on the D-pad tactics, you can put them to attack. Yeah. So what, what that actually does is it makes... Because if you play a 4-3-3 right now, your left wing and right wing, they don't cut inside. No yeah, matter true. what. They'll just mm-hmm. just sit there. They don't do anything. Yeah. But when you put your left back and right back on overlap, then the le- left wing and right wing will start cutting in. It forces them so to come in. Yeah. Exactly. That's the only reason that they're there. They don't do anything else but make the left wing and right wing cut inside. Yeah. No, I think like you're saying, when you're, when you're on that depth and high depth and everything like that, I think... Did it? Do you notice like it allowed you to win the ball back quicker because your oh, players yeah. are higher off the pitch? I mean, I caught pros off guard. Like they, they had a really, really hard time defending just because so many they were. It was so much pressure. So many people up front. Um, Rivaldo was my right center mid, so that was another attacking option. And then the way I set up my team is I actually had two defensive mids as my center mids. So Frankie De Jong and Alan were my other center mids, who kind of mm-hmm. just still played the defensive role. But because I still put get forward on De Jong, I just had so many people flooding their box and they just couldn't deal with it. I'd, I'd squeeze a goal pretty early. And then you have to switch out of it. You can't stay out of it from, from minute one to minute 90. Yeah. You got to have, have a closeout formation, which I tweeted out as well. You can't just stay into it. But it worked so well against top players that I was surprised. Yeah, because they're probably used to drop hard. back. They're probably used to drop back, so it gives them the time to possess and play their style and build up their play. But when yeah, you have that they much, couldn't. Yeah, I agree. Which they couldn't. So I know a lot of people have been asking me for my tactics. Well, not a lot of people, but I, I did get a few DMs asking me for my tactics and the way I play. But it will not work for you if you want to sit back and defend. Like you will get countered here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you have to have really really pacey center backs. I have Canavaro and Bobby Moore as my center backs. Bobby Moore, super underrated card, by the way. For 325k and the only reason i pick those two guys is because they're high agility and balance so that i can control them right away as soon as i try to get countered um i can go ahead and and turn with ease no issues but it worked so so well and i also got red messy which helps out a bunch and that is absolutely (laughs) by by the way (laughs) yeah the red messy was huge man i've had some really really good red picks like i've got ben yetter uh nangolin Walker, who else did I get? Messi, obviously, and then my base icon pack was Rivaldo, which isn't the worst, but I made him fit in the squad. Yeah, and and just to be clear, like the Messi was a eighty six <clears throat> upgrade, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the eighty six yeah, upgrade. Yeah, so yeah. basically, by getting like using all the crap red picks that you did get, mm-hmm. yep, to, I uh, used all the, all my crap red picks. I threw them into the upgrade, and uh, I remember I was sitting on my computer and Messi popped up, and honestly, I didn't even have a reaction. I was like, oh, I got Messi. <laughs> You know, yeah. it was just really, really, it was really bad. Like I saw, uh, Nala, you, you packed or yeah, you packed an icon today and you, you were so excited. Yeah. I wish I got that excitement. I don't know why I had I no it's, Well, it's also where you open it up too. I, I, I feel like the, well, I guess for red picks, it doesn't matter because they kind of just pop up, but I feel like when you pack like an icon or just seeing that like glow, uh, like, you know, it's coming like, it's, I don't know. Something brings the hype there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, I, I've dude. opened, like, I've packed, like, 
I don't know, like we'll just say like an Mbappe level player on on the on like a campaign app or a web app, and it, it it is like just eh, well whatever. You don't really realize it, but then like when you see the walkout and all this, I don't know something about the pack opening, and which is probably goes further into the addiction, all that stuff, but when the pack opening animation makes me so much more hyped for whatever it is, even if it's not even my account, oh, I'm sure, I literally yeah, wouldn't I'm care. Sure, I'm, yeah. sure. I'm sure. But yeah, I, I had no reaction, but um, <laughs> just the, I mean, dude, that card is ridiculous, man. That's the thing. No, no, I see it. Messi. Messi. Oh, Messi. I've been trying to see it. No, no, Messi. I mean, it's just on another level. It, it carried me through, through many, many games. I didn't play him as center forward though. I played him as my right wing. Okay. Ben Yetter was my center forward and he is a, baller dude oh my goodness that card is so broken dude, five star week yeah tell that to some people who i know i won't mention their names because i don't want to throw them under the bus but they say he is absolutely trash no it's, man I, I think he's he seems to be that player that yes. like he's either incredible like the best most underrated like just god or he's trash like it's the inform anyone in between that like, i yeah. like oh i like, yeah. him. I like 85 him, overall yeah 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 the inform yeah He's he's just incredible, man. Like I've been on that player since seventeen, and he wasn't like that, like amazing. Him and Papu Gomez, like those two guys. Oh, I just yes, like the I short, love. yeah, the, the agile, the agile players and stuff like that. Um, and then like Benyeder now, when I see people talking crap about him, I'm like, he's five star weak foot. The guy is literally he finishes a lot of things for him. Dude, he finishing like stuff that when I brought in Mbappe was just fluffing. Right? I, I couldn't believe yeah. what was happening. I'm like, what is going on? This guy's just banging in shots from left, right, and center. Which left, yeah. It it kind of in one point I was getting a little, I'm like, what's going on? But that five star weak foot is way, way too important to have. I, I, I advise anybody who's struggling and you guys want to just amp up your attack, get a five star weak foot player. It, it it opens up so many options. There are so many times where I had the ball with Messi and I always tried to force it to his left foot. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to weak foot it with, with Messi and it would just go into the back of the net anyway. But with Ben Yatter, I remember specifically, it doesn't matter where you're facing. You don't have to worry. And I think that's why some of the times the, the delay didn't bother me. Cause a lot of the times where delay bothers you, you have to try to get it onto the player's strong foot. Yeah. This time I didn't have to turn. I just faced the goal, faced the net and shot. I didn't have to worry if it was on his left or right foot. And I think, uh, I, I mean, this is an obvious, obvious tip, but five-star weak-footed players are so, so good, especially if they have good finishing. Forget it, man. They need to be in, in your attack. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's uh, obviously it's like you want like the highest amount of skill moves in uh, weak foot. But I actually think this year, on, in particular, that like you said, you want that five-star weak foot. I would sacrifice. I would I would take three-star skill moves. Yeah, I think you have to have three-star skill yes. moves so you can do certain Absolutely. ones. But I would sacrifice the four-star skill moves for five-star weak foot any day of the week now in this yep. in twenty at least. Where I think in prior years it's like, well, he's got five star, but he's five star, three star. Uh, Kingsley Coleman, I think, might have no. Kingsley Coleman's five star, three star the other way. But um, but players with like five star weak foot, but would have three star skills, would just be unusable. But I think this year with the way skill moves work and chaining and all that stuff, and the ones you kind of need, the 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 key ones, I think you can get away with three star. Obviously, we've seen now the uh, Elastico with a five star is is decent. Is that uh, the Elastico, right? But yeah, uh, if you're not going to get five star weak foot. Then I think you sacrifice the four star skill or five star, four star. Basically, you don't need you don't need four star skill moves this year. Yeah, one, one, one weird thing. <laughs> one weird thing I did notice though, like with Rivaldo, I think he's got a two star weak foot. For yeah. whatever reason, his finesse shots on his strong foot are better than the five star weak footed players. The finesse shots 
I don't know what that if that has any play into stats or whatever, but his finesse shots were banging. Like I was actually impressed with with that card, despite his two star weak foot. Yeah, but as a no. right center mid, it was all I was always cutting inside on his left anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that's the nice part of like I think mentally having a five star weak foot, it elevates your game because you now have two options instead of one. But what that does to your opponent is now they have to think of two options instead of one too. Um, so like if you're running with Benyadir and you're running on his left foot, your opponent, if they're knowledgeable of the game, they will think like, all right, he can still shoot with his left, which now makes you have an advantage of, hey, I can cut inside two and shoot on my right, or I can shoot with my left. From an opponent's standpoint, it's very frustrating. Like when I come up against five-star weak foot players, it's very frustrating because now I have to think of two options. But if I come up against a Messi, my main objective, force him on his right, force him on right. But if I come up against Benyadir, I got to win that ball. I can't force him like either way because he's he can finish like chances from left and right. So I think having five-star players, five-star weak foot, like you're saying, is a very important mentally for you. And it also plays mind games on your opponent. What formation are you rocking now when you play? Uh, I like the 4-2-2, uh, 4-2-2-2 with the two center defensive mids, two cams, and the two strikers. Uh, I kind of like that a lot. I start with the 4-2-3-1, and then if I notice my player is running with his center mid a lot, to cover you know like to like basically that's the meta thing run with your center mids let the ai do the things in the back um if i see them doing that i play with the 4-2-2-2 because now they have to cover two strikers instead of one if i'm in a 4-2-3-1 he always will cover on that striker and it becomes very hard to attack through the middle and then your the right backs and left backs kind of cover the outside mids but when you have two strikers and i'm running with let's say my defensive mid or my cam cutting inside uh, I have two options now. He has to cover instead of one. So I like I like to play with those two: four two three one wide or the four two 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 with the two cans and two strikers. That's actually a very good tip because that's one thing I do struggle against. I struggle against the most, believe it or not, is the four one two one two when the guy controls the CDM and just yes. clogs the middle. That's been one of my biggest problems playing against. Yeah, and that's that's the reason. Like I like to have that four two 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 as a formation. To use because if I go with the four one two one uh, four one two one two narrow against that as well, it's still the same thing because I still I don't have those two cams at wide. My cam is in the middle and it's only one cam. So if I'm attacking from the left cam coming inside and he's controlling that center defensive mid, I'll have the left striker to pass to. I'll have the right striker who I can press R one and make him come to me, or I can play a hard driven fast to the right attacking mid. So it kind of has three options. But when I play with the four two three one cutting inside with my winger and he plays with a center defensive mid. And you know how crab walking is. He can cover yeah. the cam and the striker in less than two seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I come inside with the 4-2-3-1 wide, I cut inside from the right, and I want to play it to the middle. My only option really is to play it to my two defensive mids now. But with the two strikers and the uh, the other cam, the opposite cam and the 4-2-2-2, I have three options instead of one. That's so actually a really, really good tip. Yeah. So Because I've more. struggled against that. So that's something I probably one thing I think a lot of people don't do is they don't have uh, backup formations or plans. Like they'll oh, yeah. have four, yeah, two, three, that's one, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> Regardless oh, yeah, of like, what formations, like combos, it is like for me, it's three, five, two, and then four, one, two, and two narrow, because I mean they're just so opposite of each other. Uh, I mean the middle's clogged on both of them, but there's so much width in the three, five, two, and there's no width in the four, one, two, and two narrow. That that's kind of what that's the reason why I choose kind of those two. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, that's the best tip to take away from that. Regardless of, like, obviously the tip you gave about the four triple two and why it was good, um, is is awesome. But like, depend like whatever formation you play, kind of have 
almost like the counter formation to it or one that if you if you start developing like oh my god like every time i play 4231 i just i i they they just shut me down find what formation counters that and just use that as like a second formation and then like anytime you don't play 4231 just use your main one and then anytime you come against it obviously it depends on the player and how they play like you said the movement of the cdms is huge i think that's like really how most people play now because it it is it is the meta like the center backs will stay in a decent position um, yeah. And you can just use a center uh, CDM, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a really huge tip right there for gameplay for anyone is just figure out which formation you can switch to if you're coming up against like that bogey formation that just like keeps ruining you and keeps frustrating you. Because I, I I think that's a huge thing. Because like I mean, most people are you're com- coming up against four two three one or four four one two and two for the most part in weekend league. Yeah. So if, if one of those formations is really annoying, you uh, come up with come up with a different solution. I think I, and that's it's fun. I actually like. Joey said, I think now kind of going into FIFA 20 for the rest of the year for me is going to be trying out different formations, different teams and stuff like that. Because like I said, I don't care really the results. I can get my gold three and get out of there. Yeah. I basically could use like almost any team to get gold three. So <clears throat> it's not that's not too hard. So I think it's going to be a lot of formation playing around and kind of tactics like that that I'm going to go going forward. That might be might be a way to make FIFA 20 more fun for the rest of the year. Yeah. So no, 100%. I think trying different formations of players is the best thing. Like, I think that's what I did in FIFA 17. Like when I was using different teams, like every weekend I would change a team and it was the most fun I've ever had because I didn't want to play 40 games this weekend and play another 40 with the same team. I would mm-hmm. switch maybe one or two players, even, even one or two players make it a different thing. Um, but yeah, changing, changing teams makes it fun. If you're on the same page, like I think how three of us are, and you're kind of not, you don't want to try super hard. I think it's, mm-hmm. if you want to have fun with it, I think that's a good way. Yeah, of course. Uh, Felix and I have always gone back on this because I always, I always, boring must it be to be like a player, like in terms of they get their FIFA points right at the start of the year, they get their main team, and obviously they're improving it with icons and stuff like that. But once you get like, once you buy Vieira, that position doesn't change from now until the end of yeah. the year. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless you obviously can't afford like the best versions of them. But, Regardless, that's Vieira for the rest of the year. That's Hullet for the rest of the year. That's mm-hmm. Neymar, Eusebio. Like, I, but I, if you are a pro player, obviously that's what's the fun part is competing at a high level. But if you're, I, I think if you're anywhere below pro and have no ambition of pro stat, even like elite one, just pro. If you just don't want to be a pro, I think I, I just I can't see getting like a mega team and just using that exact same team every week. Like, I I, I think you see it more now because. Every basically everyone's a trader now. Uh, the tra- <laughs> yeah, so trading community's obviously grown to like such like a height. Like it's like almost a separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he's got the tra- the transfer profit. He's basically top sixteen million transfer profit. Sixteen point six Patreon income soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically it's it's the patre- patreons. It's it's just like Twitter. It's it's just like everything. Trading is like basically. I, I think it's probably the biggest sector of FIFA, at least on in Twitter and and kind of like our bubble of FIFA. Obviously, the the casuals not trading. Dude, I've heard level. some patreons rake in like seven eight thousand dollars a month. I mean, yeah, they have to. Cl- That's literally, ridiculous. They can't, they can't take on any more people. Like they're taking on the maximum of people into it because <laughs> they want it, and it's and it, it makes sense because the money they're making them is is more money than they'd make if they put that five dollars a month or whatever it is, ten dollars a month into FIFA points and opened up the pack. So I get why it's become that big, but also too, at the same yeah. time, I think because trading so big, 
everyone's afraid to look like an idiot and like lose money on their team. So I think they're so afraid to sell their players that AKA me players. <laughs> <laughs> I not, lose money every yeah, freaking yeah, weekend. But, like you just don't, you, you, you could trade it back up and like, and, and also you just don't care if you lose money as long as you've like tried out a different team. But yeah. I think so people are so afraid to try a different team. Cause I don't want to like go buy a player, then have them drop the next day. And like, it's it just, I don't know. Life's 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 too short to care about one iteration of FIFA's coins. I agree. Well, that well, brings I mean, me like to one. This sorry. Um, no, it's okay. This just brings me to one thing that I've I've been thinking about this like for months now, but I don't think I've discussed it with many people. And it's something I think I've discussed it from the Madden guys, but not in the FIFA guys. How big do you think social media? How big of an effect does social media have on how we approach the game these days? Massive. Are you kidding? Right. Yeah, it's got more like how many people went and did the base icon pack SBC based off of what other people packed on Twitter. Exactly. I mean, you could watch social media when it came out. It was ha ha ha. This is crazy expensive. No one touched this. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I packed Renault like uh, R nine. Oh my god, I baby packed R9, Dagli- baby oh, Pele. Yeah, baby Dag- Dag- yeah. even Dag- Daglish or like any like even if it was like the, your players that'd be like, okay, I would be happy at least if I got this. Mm-hmm. They were all being packed right as soon as like everyone was laughing at "Don't do it," yeah. and then all of a sudden it's a flood of people doing it. Like you look, look what happened to the market. It. You could watch it, yeah, and then you could see the price of the SBC just skyrocket even higher, and people were still doing it. Um, so like yeah. it's, I think even like Futz by or whatever who's one of the Twitter, uh, Twitter traders or whatever, he even said like even like up to six hours after the SBC came out, you could have invested it and still made a ton of profit because in those first like couple hours, no one was doing it. Cause they were like, it's too expensive. And then you start getting the videos, the YouTubers, the or people just on Twitter posting their base icon. The, but then you see like Matt HD post the video, like 10 straight base icons and like actually a good percentage of them were decent, like actually over the value of the SBC. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden it floods the market. But it, yeah, I think that is, and then just in general, like, Showing off, like showing off, like your results and stuff like that. Like, does, oh, it, it, does, yeah. does top one hundred matter if you can't tweet yeah. it? <laughs> I'm thinking that's exactly what I was coming at. Like, I think social media. I'm talking. I'm, I'm bringing it from gameplay only because, like I said, like to me, packs and everything like that. It's a different story. But for me, I think social media plays a big, 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 big factor in how people play the game. Um, because at the end of the day, now you have a platform to like tweet out, "Hey, I beat this pro. I beat this guy." Uh, this guy had this team, so I'm going to sweat even harder to tweet out that, hey, I beat this guy with this many players. And, you know, I just feel like it makes, and I don't know, like, the wording, the best words to use in this, but I feel like social media has made us as a community and it made the gameplay kind of connected in a worse way, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I mean, you can see if someone tweets out that they went top 100, like their their growth on Twitter is pretty decent. Like you, can, like you see someone that's like been like an elite player, but they tweet out top 100, they get a good amount of followers because people wanna want them to either post a video of their tactics or how they play. Yeah. people think you can I mean, copy tactics and become like top 100. I'm a perfect. I'm not a perfect example, but the two times where my Twitter followers grew were both the times I got good results with a formation that not everyone uses. So the first time when I hit 27 last year using the false nine, I got the most amount of uh, uh, followers from that. And then again, this weekend when I, when I got 25 with false nine, more people started DMing me, whatever. Again, I didn't care for that, but it does that. It's completely what you just said. Your, your growth on social media, just as soon as people see what you're able to do with like, let's say, let's say 
you know, you go and play weekend league with, with a hundred K team and you, and you get top 100 guarantee you're going to get probably hundreds of people flocking to you, asking how you did it, what tactics you used, all that stuff. So it definitely helps with growth. And I think that's, that's just how social media works, man. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did the baby icon SBC because of what people were packing. Yeah. I'm, I was like, dude, I want to try to get one now. So I, I was lucky enough to have two of the requirements kind of just in my club because I picked untradeables throughout the whole year. I never yeah. picked coins for whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had two of them. So the, the, the SBC cost me about 300 K and I ended up getting Rivaldo who's I think 600 K. So to me, I kind of broke even essentially. Yeah, he's untradeable. So I kind of broke even essentially and I'm, I was able to use him throughout the weekend league and he was all right. So it is what it is. Did you guys end up doing it or no? No, I haven't touched it or didn't do it. If it's, I don't know if it's over, but no, I didn't touch it. I thought yeah. about it because like it was almost like the opposite. Uh, I was like, oh, it's expensive. At first, like I was, I was like, this is way too expensive. And then I was like, it was kind of go back to what I said. Why do I care that it's that expensive? That's actually like right. a really fun thing to do. Like I was going to like do it and then stream it, obviously. And because uh, like that's a fun thing to open on stream, like because it's it's very random like you have no clue what's in it and i was like actually that might be worth doing but i haven't streamed so i haven't actually done the spc but because i don't feel like just doing it and opening the pack i don't really because i don't really care who the player is but well i I mean there's just a lot of good options that you can actually get this year because of the new additions for me for me it was like man you know what there's a lot of good baby icons that i could actually use and could possibly get so that's Mm -hmm. why i did it well, yeah, like Daglish is new and he's um, he's amazing from what I've seen. And then also, like we kind of go back talk about the skill moves weak foot. Butcherguino, who was one of my favorite icons when he was first mm-hmm. on FIFA when the when uh, Legends first came out, uh, I used him. He was so much fun to use. But now, given the fact that he's the five star, three star, we talked about three star skill moves, he was unusable in prior years because everyone wanted those four star. But now that you can get away with three star, and then the how important the five star weak foot is, he's now incredible, and he's got the pace and the he's like a smaller agile player, but. Uh, so I haven't done it yet, but kind of connecting gameplay back in terms of what we're talking about with social media, but it's gameplay and kind of the menus at the same time is red picks. I think, I think the huge part of weekend league and why it's kind of even, I don't think it would have lasted this long. If it wasn't for like FOMO, the fear, the fear of missing out. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, I think that honestly, like is the addictive piece that people don't really kind of understand why it's addictive is you don't know the weekend league when you're, you don't know the team of the week when you're playing weekend league. It, except for Sunday, usually Sunday you'll kind of know who's in it. Like Sunday night, especially if we get a kind of an advantage on in, in the Americas, um, because we kind of all the games are over by time we have to finish our games, so we have kind of that advantage. And it's just like you see, like Messi put up a hat trick. It's like shit. I gotta go play weekend league. <laughs> like I think James had that. Sauce, James man. had that tweet when when that red Messi came out was. I, I was going to stop gold three this week because I didn't have a lot of time, but I just saw red, uh, red Messi is hundred percent coming. So like, I got to go finish my games. Like, and that's almost like the social media thing, because if you didn't play and you go on and you see one person, like obviously now there's this whole share play thing on PS4. This, this means so many more people, some our content creators are opening so many more red picks than they were in prior years, because it's just a lot easier. You can basically open up anyone's because you don't need to get their account information. And you're seeing so many red picks in a video that there's bound to be good ones. So as soon as you see one guy that got gold one get messy, you're like, why didn't I play weekend league this weekend? And then next week <laughs> you're going to play. And then it's going to be a crap team of the week and you're not going to get anything. But it doesn't, it's a cycle. It's, it's, it, it doesn't really matter. It's the thought of potentially having a red messy in your club 
is now driving you to play 30 games on a weekend when you had no plans to play any. So I, I, I think fear of missing out is a huge piece on that. And, and, and I think like knowledge bring up social media is a huge point because that fear of missing out, I don't think exists as high if there was no social media, like in terms of you wouldn't, if you didn't see the red picks other people were getting. Cause like after like three weeks, if you're getting trash red picks, you'd have to be a psychopath to keep playing. Like, you can leave. <laughs> yeah. But because you see other people like getting it, it's like, well, the potential's still there. But if you never saw anyone else get it, you're like, well, there's no potential. Like I have to get top 100 or I'm just going to get bad picks. If you say you're a gold one or elite three player, you're like, oh, I don't, they must only give like those to uh, top 100 players. But because you can see gold one players getting messy, you're like, I got to play again. I got to play again. Because I could, this is that one chance. And I, I think that's the huge piece right there. And I think that's a good point with social media because we don't really, we tend not, we're, I said this the other day or last week, but we're in such a bubble on Twitter. We think we're the majority of the player base, but we're not. We're not close. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not even like, close. We, and, and, the, and that, I, oh, it was, it was the Premier League Player of the Month or something like that. We 100%, it was either that or Bundesliga or something like that. We 100% all thought it was the same person. No, it was the uh, road to the final SBC um, who was going to be the pick. So we yes. just and then Vinicius, I think. Yep. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Vinicius is winning. Vinicius is winning. And everybody, every vote on Twitter, everything was like, not heavily, but like 60-40 Vinicius. Because like, obviously there's still the prem bias. But we didn't even realize that like we, I, obviously EA has a percentage too. So maybe they pick William knowing more people complete it. But let's just pretend like our vote matters. Like we are such a small part of people who voted on that SBC. Like everyone on Twitter, the Twitter sphere of FIFA. But don't uh, you feel that regardless, I, I get what your point is and I get we're a small bubble, but based, shouldn't our feedback be considered most valuable in terms of knowing what's, I guess I shouldn't say that because we, we don't know what's best for the game because obviously they're making a crap ton of money doing that's, what they're doing. That's but. the issue is I was going to say that is where whatever, like we're a small bubble. So even if we'd spend a ton, even future baits and in cashers and so on, like they're spending a ton of money, but even baits and can only spend so much that a hundred thousand people that aren't on Twitter, if they all spent a dollar, that's a hundred thousand dollars. Like that adds up quick. Like when you start thinking of how many, you can see the stats of how many like people on Xbox like play FIFA, like, and how many people are on Twitter talking about it. It, it, it. It's I think it is I think it is really truly that big of a gap that that's why they maybe don't listen to us full fully. There might be other reasons, but I I, I could actually see a, a way that they could they could justify saying like, hey, like you're actually a small version of the player base. Like we actually have like all the statistics of casual casuals playing it, but they they get. 100,000 casuals beats 10 hardcore players and money spent usually. <laughs> so what do you got? Well, what would you guys think if big content creators and all other pods have, have brought this question up? We never have, but what would you guys think if big content creators would come out and kind of put their foot, foot down and say, Hey, you know, we're not doing X, Y, and Z until someone makes a statement about these servers. Do you think that would actually push something in the right direction though? Because I think one of the biggest things is, is like, even like we're we're obviously a small bubble, like you said, we don't really have a voice. But I, I feel like not enough people would follow because as soon as Black Friday hits, mm-hmm. every single promo is going to sell out in less than probably two minutes, which is yeah. nuts. Rated uh, Hugo brought that up. He brought up that tweet, like trying to think, like could we actually organize enough people to make like a dent? That would make sense, but like you would need a hundred percent, basically, of 
the lar- we'll say larger content creators, like even like down to like Hugo's level, like he's obviously a good sized Twitch streamer, like basically his yeah. level and up. Basically, you have to you have to get almost I'd say ninety five percent of them because if you have five percent, maybe so small that everyone would just kind of turn on them and be like, "Hey, you're EA shrill, uh, you're game changer, like all the bad stuff." But if you get like 99% or if you get like under 99%, there's enough people that are hungry for that growth. Like maybe your mid-sized people that are not, not doing it full time, but like are close to full time. That'd be like, oh, I could, I could stand with the rest of the community here, but like EA's willing to like pay me to like advertise their game. Like this would be, this would give me enough money to make it full time. And I think that that would kind of hinder, but you need you almost hundred percent of people. And I, that's why it's never happened is because you know, yeah, because I mean, like I saw Nick run the foot markets video about weekend league and how mental mentally it was just making him a different person. Like mm-hmm. he was like, man, I've never been angry like this. This isn't that, me. I, it's hundred percent how I felt. I don't break. I like, I'm very, even at work, like my, I think you're the calmest person I've ever met. Like I, I he's like, you literally like, no matter what happens, like just kind of casual, like go with the flow. And mm-hmm. I play like three games a weekend league and there's a controller halfway through the wall. Right. <laughs> right. So he made that video and you saw a lot of people back them up and that's why before we started the pod i was like man the pod we did two weeks ago where we talked about how weekend league was was getting is like exactly what happened you saw so many people back his choice and so many more people saying we're done with weekend league mm-hmm. i just feel i feel now that's going to be a statistic that maybe ea will take a look at and that's just him being one of the content creators and then other content creators kind of backing him. You saw mm-hmm. Maverick Wolves, um, Wolfie from Mag- Maverick Wolves kind of back him. Uh, a few other people. I know the uh, pro player Age put out a put out a tweet. And he's like, man, he's, he stopped. For, he's stopped he stopped. For he's like, my mental health is more important. Boris Legend put out a tweet today. He said, weekend league's not healthy for you. Dude, so many more content creators now are putting this out after yes. that video. Yeah, and I, th- I, think, I think like change like that, yeah definitely happen in terms of we get enough people on board to maybe change the structure of weekend leagues how weekend league work but i think and i was thinking more when we were talking about could you get change is fifa points versus the state of the game like in terms of how much almost how much money they put in because we obviously know they make a ton of money they put a ton of money in but they're still obviously a company making a profit at the end of the year how much how how much dissent and how much stop cancellation of fifa points would it take to be like, okay, we got to put all our resources into FIFA and like figure this out. Like, I that's why I think where you'd struggle to get to, but I think, yeah, like changes like fixing weekend league or the structure and how it works or or its importance to competitiveness. And because I think that's where a lot of it draws from too is it's almost you're forced to play it as a, as a pro because it leads to qualifications. And I so I think that's important, and that's where I think we could actually create change from Twitter and the bigger content creators if they actually do stop playing weekend league. Because if they if they play weekend league, even there, because like two boys, the number one guy who says this, he's like, please don't open packs. Let me open the packs for you and see how trash they are. You can't just do that though, because if they see you pack one good player, they're gonna go open packs. Like it, it, it's it's a very catch twenty two in that sense. So it, it is very hard, and it's hard for the content creator because they can't just not open packs because it brings in the numbers. Yeah. Like I, I remember so. Nelly, you used to you used to start off your your accounts putting some FIFA points in, but you stopped as well. You're like, no, forget it. Yeah, I haven't put money into the game since FIFA 18, I think. Um, I've been lucky, honestly. Like I've been lucky to have people who let me use their accounts and stuff like that to use players I would never even dream of. 
uh been very lucky with that um mm. so you know to me it's not like oh my god i don't want to spend I don't, i'm not saying oh hey i'm never gonna spend any money because these people will always take care of me but uh it's it's how it is like we, we're all in this cycle where some people give up early and then they're kind enough to be like hey now if you want to use this account uh go ahead it's it's just you know why why should i spend money yeah you're not spending money because they're paying for you you're, you weren't you wouldn't spend money either way it's that's what i mean. happen to be on yeah, an account yeah. that has money spent exactly they're offering like, up. Yeah, yeah. exactly you, your it's main account like, would be a road to glory truly if if, if it wasn't for yeah. other people yeah. exactly like that that's all it is like i'm not saying oh i, I shouldn't spend money because i know this guy's gonna give me his account that's definitely no no, no but i'm saying before yeah. like i feel like you used to but then as you've realized how the game's been turning out year after year you're like i'm not putting money in this trash it's, yeah. it's not worth it the most i spent i think was fifa 18 fifa 17 was the least i spent yeah uh, i think you put like a decent amount of fifa 18 yeah like, FIFA 18. Four, like four or five hundred bucks from what i remember exactly yes four i think it was about four like you're, you're saying exactly 400 500 17 was less than 18 uh and that's and surprisingly 17 was my best year ever um i didn't spend money but it was because i was having the most fun mm-hmm. i didn't want to spend money because i wanted to grow my team and that's how i got four of the six top 100s was with teams that were like 100k 200k they were just like golds you know just regular golds and if you remember i used to do them like the wheel spins and i would create a nation i would create a specific league you know and i'd be like hey let's use this player this player and that's where benyeder and papu gomez came from um that's how they 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 showed up it's like you know let me use these players that not a lot of people use it's just drastically like you know and then 19 barely spent any and 20 i haven't spent (laughs) a single Joey sold your first tax return from 19. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not, not, um, not a good look. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I was the same way. Uh, I, I'd spent a deep... So 17 was the first year after college. So I, I'd spent the most there because I actually had like a, an income coming in. I wasn't in college yeah. anymore. Uh, so I spent a decent amount there. 18 was still kind of a considerable amount. But 18 was really when I started trying to do like YouTube videos and streaming. So I kind of justified spending it being like, well, it's for a YouTube video or if it's, it's on stream, it doesn't really matter. I obviously had the money too. I wasn't just putting myself into debt. But um, so I spent more there. And then 19, I think I spent 20 bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so and, and then now I share an account. So like kind of like your situation, all, but I do put I do spend my few points on there as well. So I yeah. it's actually only I've only put 100 on this year, but um, and that was right at the start. So. Even then, I've only spent a hundred, and it's now November, and I don't. I'm, I'm not one of those people that loves Team of the Year. Like I don't really enjoy Team of the Year, so it's not like I'm like you know. I cracked money last there. year. I cracked last year for Team of the Year. You did, yeah. I cracked <laughs> because <laughs> not in two ways. One, because I had like a hundred packs, and you didn't pack me crap in a hundred packs. And are oh, you talking one. to Armstrong, right? <laughs> no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I only opened fun. packs for someone once, and I packed Felix uh, Red hazard in team of season <laughs> oh man that was the the most depressing pack opening you'll ever see on twitch was, no, was when gosh. he opened all mine up so and the amount too. <laughs> you were there it was like literally 100 100 packs or so obviously a lot of them were kind of whatever but there was a decent amount of uh you know rare goals and this and that but i did have to spend on drafts in order to get those mm. so that's where my crack or i cracked and i was like i spent a decent amount to get those packs so um, I've never cracked on Black Friday crazy enough, but I think maybe we can kind of talk about that before we, we wrap up. But yeah, yeah that's, what that's, do you guys yeah. think about Black Friday not being Black Friday on FIFA? 
like they don't give you discounts they just give you a crap ton of promo packs do they do the two for one is that when black friday is that black friday the two for nah, one I thought that was lunar what what was it the chinese yeah two for yeah. one was like oh, yeah. years ago it was, oh no it's, it's half priced if you use coins yeah, 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 yeah. but that was but a while full, pri- full price fifa points that was wait, wait, Black right. Friday is not half price FIFA coins. No way. No, I don't think they've done that. During that I could be wrong. I, 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 can't, I, I honestly like I. Yeah, I don't get excited for Black. It doesn't help that I'm with family because it's Thanksgiving here in NA. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not even. I'm usually just companion after seeing what comes out, and because I like doing the the favorite thing about Black Friday for me is the Flash SBCs. Um, with, yeah. That come out with the packs, but so I'm usually checking on my phone for that. But I, I don't have a console near me, so I'm not logging on. Adding few points or anything like that, so I couldn't really remember. But I, I, sw- I swear there was something. It wasn't a discount, but it was like something they added in. It was like yeah, it was like a half buy price one get one later free. It was, and it, one of them was, um, dude, one of them was a while ago. You remember? I don't remember the hurricane that happened. It was for hurricane whatever, but uh, they were donating the amount made from packs that day to one of the relief causes. I don't remember the. This was a while Sandy. ago. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. It was like FIFA. 13 or something it was crazy but uh that was like a buy one get one free pack i believe um Mm -hmm. and then all the proceedings went to went to charity to help help with uh the hurricane so that's the only time i've ever seen them do it which was cool of them to do but i've never seen them do another like get a free pack other than lunar year where they did half coins 50 percent off coins yeah someone posted my discord um the other day uh it was a it was basically a, the black friday tweet from because obviously they come up in like memories and stuff like that but the black friday tweet from 15 it was like oh log in today and you get two gold packs or two gold premium players packs or something like that so it was like 225k pack i was like just free i mean that was it it was just free <laughs> i was like where's the catch like i was reading it looking for catch because now we're just so accustomed to like black friday doesn't mean like cheap stuff it just means more content which just means more money spent like it it, it is weird how it's kind of flipped like that I'm yeah, hoping the market know. crashes. Yeah, obviously for like a lot of people, that's that's the main thing about Black Friday is the market crash. Um, I think that's what most people love about Black Friday, not the the promos or anything like that. I think for the most part, it's like for I'm talking about like traders. Obviously, like they're just oh hey, you know what? This is the time. This is all that. And I see like obviously um, Black Friday around the corner now. Pricing prices prices of players starting to go down. Everybody's just excited. Like what? In every question I think I get now these days is when should I sell? When should I buy? When should I sell? I'm like I honestly don't know. You know because I don't care. I just buy with the player whenever. Um, I don't look at the market whatsoever. So your 16 million transfer profit, you have no input. <laughs> I'm talking about my do. account. I'm talking about my account. Like no, the, the no, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but your question, like, what, what do I think of Black Friday not being actually Black Friday? I think it's bogus, honestly. Um, I think it's something that you know, like, we have put, you know, as a community, because I have put money, obviously, in the past, but we've put so much money into the game where it would be nice, like, give us one day or two days. You know what? You're. I think honestly, if they make packs half off, who knows that they won't make close to what they would make. Anyways, you know what I mean. Because like, they could double the, they could just double the amount of yeah. Packs. Like like who knows what they what like just make a half off and see how it goes. Like give us one hour. I think Unless. they're worried about the market. I think that's the reasoning. I think they're worried that it might just absolutely destroy it. That's why I'm saying make it one hour, right? One hour. You guys have half off and everything. I don't think that would destroy the market in, in one hour. Or maybe put half an hour. It doesn't matter. Put any stipulation you want. Just see how it goes. 
see what the positive feedback is, see what negative feedback yeah. is. I mean, most Black Friday de- deals are, are have a time limit on it anyway. Like you yeah. gotta go at midnight. Exactly. Like just do something where it's different. So for the past few years, have we ch- seen any change in Black Friday other than promos? Zero. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than content? Zero. I'm talking about like something different where it's half off, something new, something fresh where, you know, it was exciting. I can't. Was Ultimate Pack introduced during Black Friday a couple of years ago? Uh, I, I believe. Yes, that was that was the tweet I saw, too. It was like, right. So the first time. so think of this, right? They only added something that would give them more money during what time? During the time that's supposed to be Black Friday half off and stuff like that. But did they make it cheaper? No. They gave us the most expensive pack during the time of the year where they know customers <laughs> are going to be saving money. They, they know their customers are going to be saving money for to buy stuff half off. But instead, now let's try to entice them with this 125K pack. See, like, just think of how smart this company is and how stupid a lot of us are, you know? A lot We're, of people come into the game too because they have FIFA at like twenty for twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. Exactly. So imagine how many people are gonna be buying Black Friday packs. Yeah, that's that's almost like they that's how, that might be how they is that they say like oh um we the we are making FIFA cheaper for buying it for the one time you buy it. Yeah, like hey so. hey you buy the game for twenty five bucks, but those thirty five bucks you saved now you can spend them on this one twenty five K pack or these packs. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a business. Yeah, you know? vicious cycle. One thing I say about FIFA is they're a smart business company. Like from zero, co- forget customer, forget customer satisfaction, forget all of that. From a business standpoint, that company has been where it's at because it's smart. It does things right. It manipulates people. It does stuff the right way. When we look at it from our point of view, obviously we do, we wanna we want we want what's ours. We want what we think we deserve. But you think they care? You know, if money's going in their pockets, you think just like the hashtag fix FIFA a couple years ago, I remember people told me, hey, Nella, this hashtag fix FIFA is I laughed and I told them, watch when Black Friday hits or watch when the next promo comes. Look how fast those packs are going to disappear at happy hour. And sure enough, happy hour came and all these packs were gone in like 10 minutes. I was like, fix FIFA doesn't work that way. Like it's not something where it's it's a year. It's a it's a whole year of. Yeah. Of, it, it, of, uh, abstaining it just can't be like that but yeah. that's the th- same thing with black friday like if you tell people now like hey boycott the promo packs you think it's gonna work no no <laughs> there, there's no way you're gonna because like uh, ryan was saying like all that addiction you know it's mm-hmm. um like ryan frizzell he was talking about the addiction and discord and stuff like that he was saying oh yeah, that's that weird ryan, uh, i think ryan haber is i think his first name's ryan he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he had a string of tweets too about addiction. I had commented on because yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I read I that surprised, too. Surprised to see how many people don't believe you can be addicted to the game. Yeah, the same thing. Frizzell was talking they, about it too. They say stop playing. It's like you know, that's not how addiction works. Like you can't just tell a uh, prof- like a addicted gambler to stop gambling. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's tough. It's 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 a tough cycle. Like Black Friday, it, it is an addiction. Black Friday. Yeah, nah, I know. Some people are like, hey, if you're like, stop playing the game. I get it. There are people that are able to stop playing the game, mm-hmm. right? Like, like for me, yeah, I can stop and be like, all right, thank you. I'm going to go enjoy the time with my wife, go out, do some stuff. Like, that's fine. That's how I've been the last two, three years. Before Armstrong again, just stopping by quickly just to say the next 
the rest of the podcast, my microphone disconnected. So luckily it picked up my uh, webcam mic. Uh, therefore, the I'll still have sound going forward. But if you see the sound quality on my microphone specifically dis- disappear, basically get worse. That's it. It was um, should be fixed the next one. And hopefully, I mean, if you've to this point, you've heard my microphone's been fine the whole point up to here. But yes, the rest of the podcast will have me still in it just with a lower quality microphone because it's through my webcam. Apologies for that. We'll get a fix for the next one. Thank you guys for listening. Or I, like I said, I've turned on Flutt in two weeks. Like, but I was like one of the first people to say like, you can get addicted to this game. Like, I, that is a true yeah. thing. Like, I do believe people physically, like, well, not physically, but mentally, cannot shut off the game. Like, they they, yeah. they feel like for whether it goes back to fear of missing out or yeah. anything like that, social media to blame. Like, it, it's not it's and it's not necessarily EA's fault. I mean, they've designed a game the the game in a way to be addictive. Like, if if pack openings like flicked open and it was just like they were in your club mainly like you didn't even know who you packed <laughs> you have to go look it, it would not be as addictive to open FIFA points or FIFA yeah. packs there, there's a everything they do is to market in, in an addictive way but yeah uh, i mean look at look at how you felt them. when you got scn today yeah, look, at, look at how you felt like yeah, it's, it's stuff insane. like that that's a yeah, rush they, it's like a rush that you get i have no 100 percent, and like obviously like there is there's special things that make make that moments for you right and i think ea have lost sight of that like they've lost sight of what the joy is about this game because of how much like people spend on the game because of money for me the joy of their game was playing the game now for me the joy of the game is like okay i play the game but the joy for me isn't the game itself the joy is for me is on thursday when i get those rewards that's the joy mm-hmm. it, it became from joy of gameplay back in the day to joy of opening those packs from the gameplay it changed drastically but that's what they that's the thing they've built over the years that they lost sight of what was important to to now yeah i've always said like i i loved back in the days where where youtubers weren't making hundreds of thousands of dollars and god bless them you know i don't you know oh yeah good good for them god bless them they've they've found a, a way to to support their their families and make a good livelihood and all that stuff. But back then when, when YouTubers were like just up and coming, you know, Nepenthes was streaming from the back of his bar and stuff. That was like when, when it was just, it was the best dude. It was stuff was the best. And then as soon as money, so much money got involved, that's when yep. things I think started going downhill in my opinion from the, from a community standpoint. Yeah. Granted, you can tell how much happier they were back then. Well, like, I, th- I think they still are. I mean, dude, if you're making t- Four or five hundred thousand no, no, no. dollars. I'm saying, like, I'm saying happiness about the game, about the game. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had way nah. more joy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you just you kind of you almost made your own point by trying to dismiss your point, Joey. There, like you said, they're just as happy now because they're making True. whatever millions of dollars, whatever. They weren't making that then, and they were just as happy as they are when they're making this much money. Like, mm. imagine, like, yeah, it's it, it kind of what I think that people say. I mean, people say it's real life. It's real life. It's don't do a job that makes you happy because it pays better. Obviously, you have to pay the bills, but like, if you can, if you can pay the bills by being in a happier job, even if it's less money, I it, what, do that. Like, you'll be happier in the long run. Like, it's the same thing with FIFA. It's, they were just as happy making no money in a, a, a fun game as they were in a competitive, money-driven game, making actual money doing it, like playing it. They're, yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to talk to them to see if they actually are truly as happy. But it just from a video standpoint, how they they react and feel, like they're just as happy making no money as they are making tons of money <laughs> so how do you two feel from back in fifa like 12 13 14 days to now it's a different time for me too like it's the same thing this i think a lot of this talk coincides with a lot of the cod talk 
I'm, I'm a huge Call of Duty player, but it's the same thing. Like, everyone's favorite Call of Duty was Modern Warfare 2, for the most part. Was it actually a good game? No, it really was not. It was a fun game in terms of there was no real care. Like, you could literally use whatever you wanted and play um, and just have fun with it. And so maybe that's where it was. But it was the moments you were in. It was, I got out of school because Modern Warfare 2 came out in 2009. So I would have been sophomore, freshman, sophomore in high school, whatever. Joey's old. I know, I get it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but it was that time. It was coming home from school. It was playing sports. And then as soon as you all get home from sports, it was all jumping on, playing 6, 6v6, search and destroy, and, and and then playing that basically till bedtime. That's, what, that's yeah, why dude, Modern Warfare 2 was the best. I don't think the gameplay was actually as good as the gameplay is now. Well, Call of Duty kind of gone downhill, but in general, like, I think that's why. And same thing with FIFA. I, FIFA 13, like I said, was my first FIFA. Um, the And then FIFA 14 is, like, when I was, like, taking it, like, not seriously, but, like, a bunch of my friends got FIFA as well, so we were all, like, trying to build the best ultra teams. But we are only really competing against each other. Like, we weren't really caring about what we did on, on like, in seasons or anything like that. So I think it's 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 really the time. Uh, 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 with to, you, man. Like I don't think FIFA 15 was better than FIFA 20 as a as a full complete game in terms of content gameplay, just fun to play. But I think I I had more time to play and I was enjoying what I was doing outside of playing and kind of how that related to playing in yeah. 15 or whatever it was first 2019. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, things were so much different. I remember going to GameStop at midnight, like to pick up uh, a copy when it released. I think it was 13 or 14. I think it was 13. I went to to GameStop at midnight at a midnight release, which they don't ever do anymore um, because there's no point, obviously. Run a a GameStop? That's what they never do. Well, that's also also done too. They're about to go bankrupt. But I mean, just think about that. Like six, seven years ago, (laughs) if you wanted to get a game, you had to go to GameStop to get in. You'd, you know, midnight release. That was the other half of what I was going to say is my friends and I, as soon as we got our license, because Modern Warfare 2 came out and then, yeah, sophomore year, so 16. Uh, we got our license, and we used to drive to GameStop. It was 45 minutes away because I'm from a small town. And we used to drive to GameStop, go, went, we went GameStop, get our games, Wendy's. Obviously, you got to get yeah, Wendy's it's like, and, then, and then go home and play it. Like, literally, we, like, couldn't stay, keep our eyes open anymore. It's like, like comparing, like... You can't do that. I'm an adult now. I can't, I can't yeah, yeah, go to GameStop, you know, like, if, five if times to, a week. If you go to Burger King, you're going to get a burger. You're not going to get an impossible Whopper for these vegans. Like, all these <laughs> vegans want to eat burgers now. Joey doesn't even care. He just, he's the way to bring this point up to someone for like a week. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has been in my back pocket for. You go to Burger King, you want a burger. Now they're making plant based burgers. Like, if you're a vegan, why do you want to taste what meat tastes like, pal? Go eat your freaking flowers. Yeah, and you go to, don't, go to, don't go to Burger King. Yeah, don't go to Burger King. You go to Chick fil A, but I don't like yeah. chicken. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think that's what it is. Like, back in the day, when you went to, you, that's what you 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 played something. That's what you got out of it, and it's not that anymore. Yeah, and that's why I brought up the social media. I think social media brings a whole different aspect to it. Because back then, I wasn't tweeting of like, oh hey, I just got this player. I didn't tweet like, oh my god, this. Is-. It was just me. It was literally and me. Yeah, saying, and then your yeah. baby group of friends. And even though Twitter, that's what Twitter was. Twitter was, I knew everyone outside yep, of Twitter. Exactly. On my, on my my Twitter was everybody I knew outside of Twitter. Now, I on my Twitter, I know maybe 10 people. Like, when I'm outside of it, like, I've seen them in person. Like, I know maybe 10 people that I follow, like, in person. Yeah. So, 
it, they, it's a whole different aspect. Yeah. And then they like think, something that's toxic and then it spreads to some other people and other people and then it just becomes more and more of hey like that like it's just not enjoyable anymore. Honestly, I think that's why um obviously I I love watching your streams. Um but I think one of the biggest reasons is like when we go in there, everyone knows each other just yep. based off of being like talking to each other for the past two years, whatever in the stream. That's one of the one of the better things. I know a lot of people like watching the the huge streamers with you know six seven thousand viewers, but I prefer finding the smaller guys who uh, are funny, fun to watch, and have like a nice small knit tight knit community, which is exactly what you have. Which if you guys are listening to this pod, definitely go check out his stream. He's he's a awesome FIFA player. Um, multiple top 100 as we've mentioned before funny as hell outgoing all the all the stuff i'm beefing him up um but, but you know no the, enough, chat, the chat is good too like the best part about going to i'd say like like you said the mid-level yeah. it, it's like you spin bros um even like when when he was streaming like it felix obviously it's people i know now but like like but like you you and spin bros specifically who have like decent viewers but the chat is just like so engaging too it's not just spamming it's it's actual conversations happening in the chat with you even without you like there's just people that start talking back and forth to each other within the chat which is awesome like I, I, I get, i'll get i'll get in like a side conversation that i'm now talking through your chat but to someone else about something like random like obviously if arsenal fans in there like a glasses is a good one like we just start talking like now like outside mm-hmm. of your stream but we started like in your stream so it's like you meet a ton of people i mean that's how yeah, my whole that's discord how- grew my discord is just a semblance of like random twitch chats like I met Agia in Spinbrush chat. Like Felix came from Nepenthes' video, a video, a Nepenthes video that I commented on. Like, and then it's just all Agia met like one person in a chat. It's like then they invite him there, and it's just becoming it's some. I, mean, yeah, I met chats. Robin Felix through uh, now stream. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you start. Yeah. so, and I think that's that's the cool part, and that's obviously yeah. Like I said, like Joey said, like go check out Nala stream because that's that's what it is. It's a, it's a true like community. Obviously, like the big guys have communities too, but it's hard to see when they're streaming. You it's just say, tell people your uh, Twitch username, pal. Oh yeah, it is <laughs> Nella underscore G, uh, and on Twitter it's Nella Gates, uh, Nella underscore Gates. So that's the Twitter handle and the Twitch handle. Uh, but I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully, I didn't ramble on too much. I know. No, that, I think this is the podcast is one hundred percent rambling. So it. <laughs> yeah. Twitch says that we always finish recording. Felix like. Oh, I feel like I talk so much, and then like I'll sh- I'll send him like the video being edited, and it's like he talked like uh, not even a third of the time. Like yeah. he just, it just you always feel like you ramble more, which we, we I mean we do as a whole podcast, but yeah, individually we don't. But yeah, like like Joey said, thank you, Nala, for coming on. Appreciate it. Got to come back on, maybe get a four way get get Felix in here as well uh, on a week on a weekend day. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys did enjoy this conversation, kind of a throw throwback with current uh, talking all stuff about fifa 20 why we don't play it why we do play it um please reach out on twitter all the links will be down below along with nala's links uh give us feedback on there tell us how you liked it and then tell us what your thoughts are and what you're doing in fifa 20 are you still playing it and if you've stopped why and do you see yourself coming back in different iteration because at the end of the day this is the only true football game i know pez exists but pez i mean doesn't really count i know nala you've played it but I, I really, at the end of the day, I don't think you can play Pez for a long period of time yeah. and have sanity. So it is the only few, uh, football simulator. So that's why people play it. But yeah, like I said, reach out to us on Twitter. Links down below. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next time. See ya.